This Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by the Exitel NBN deal. Get Exitel NBN for 18 months and pay zero activation. Visit exitel.com.au or phone 133938. Jesus is apply. The Triple M Rush Hour. Tonight, Australia gets first use of the pink ball in Adelaide, and the results are good. A summary of the first couple of sessions coming up shortly with Stuart Clark. The 16 NRL clubs vote no confidence in Commission Chairman John Grant, but what does that actually mean? And the NRL drawer is out the good and the bad for your club. Welcome to the Rush Hour. Hello, Stuart Clark. Hello, Dan. Jeez, it must annoy you. No one can spell your name correctly, even on the Rush Hour's very own right. I mean, you're one of us. You're a yeah. member of our family, oh, and they so. put an E on the end of yeah, your name. Ridiculous! Who did, did it? Did that? Does that? But I mean, Clark and Clark. Okay, nah. two easy things to get wrong. That's nah, an easy thing I to do. Mate, for years I played with Michael, and uh, he used to get no E, and I used to get an E. So that. Well, you're telling me off air. You you get really peed off when people think he's related to you, and oh. I thought that was harsh of you to say. Yeah. I'm joking. I did not say that at all, <laughs> mate. You know that's the type of guy I am, Dan. I'm just a pretty regular. I'm a, I'm just a man of the people. <laughs> I have a theory. If you call yourself a man of the people, you are no longer. I'm just a common man. You are no longer a man. Of, you can't I'm be a man of the people if you refer to yourself as a man I'm of the people. Simple, Nina. Get me a drink. Shall we summarise what's happened in the cricket? Let's go. Okay, here we go. South Africa wins the toss and bats. Steve Smith said he would have done the same. Absolutely. <sighs> he can lie. He can say, you know what? I'm glad we're bowling because we think we can roll them inside two sessions. He could do that. He'd be blatantly lying around and be sitting there going, please, give it a rest. Have you not watched it? Look, they've bowled pretty well. Look, they, Jackson Bird probably hasn't been at his best. Looks like he hasn't had a bowl for a while, unsurprisingly. Well, he's been practicing his batting. That's yeah, the problem. Well, now, a exactly. bit, bit of more ball movement on a pitch. Not as not quite as green as last year. And the ball's moving in the air, but not off the deck. Mitchell Stark struggled early to control the, the pink ball, but then he trapped struggling opener Stephen Cook dead <laughs> in front, out. Finger yep. raised. Yep. But Stark doesn't have any part of his front foot behind the yep. line. Yep. How yep. does that happen? Well, he got it wrong, didn't he? He um, <laughs> obviously practising this. I love it when Warney sees a no ball. He just blows up. Oh, yeah, I've got our practice. Wait, I'm pretty sure Mitchell Stark did run in thinking, yeah, probably Bolanoe, this one. He got it wrong, okay? And he got a wicket on it. Unfortunately, with the way modern-day cricket is, back in my day, it didn't matter. If umpire didn't call it. You got on with it. Mm. Modern-day cricket, uh, I think Mark Taylor might have even come out and said, well, I think he was five centimetres over or five millimetres over. I don't know how Mark measured that, but he... That's he what was he said. over. He was definitely he over. Was over. There was, was no a, question about it. The right call. It. No ball. And Cook would actually make good use of his second chance. A furious Stark finally strikes a couple of overs later. Dean Elgar uh, caught in the slips for five. Absolutely. For yeah, good length. Seeming of swinging away, and he just sort of lunged at it. Wasn't required. Took a sharp catch, went quite quickly to By it. By the way, can we turn this music up? Can anyone recognise this music? Now, this is from the Channel 10 State Bank Big Game. It was the replay music when someone scored a try in the mid-80s. You need to get a life. Mate, that's that's my childhood right there. You need Seriously, we need to have a chat off air about your life. Mate, you wait till you get this song in your head. It'll be in there for a week. Come on. Josh Hazelwood changes ends and gets Hashi Mamla fishing on five. Matt Renshaw on debut takes a terrific low catch at first slip. Two for 36. Unusual to see a man on debut get that first slip right. Remember the old days? If you turn up in the team, you didn't go for, <laughs> you had to go in a fine leg, leg. Do your time, run around, fine leg to fine leg. Mate, the world's changed. The world's gone mad. Hazelwood really uh, got it together. He drew JP Dumini into a lavish drive, which he nicked to the keeper. He also went for five, three for 44. He's rocks or diamonds, JP Dumini. He, he looks good. And then all of a sudden, he just nothing. 
Faf Duplessis walked out to a reception of booze from the modest Adelaide crowd at his building. He and Cook put on a very solid partnership. Three for 88 at lunch. Cook's resistance ended early into the second session on 40. Another one caught behind the wicket. That was Stark second. And uh, it, uh, there was a, a chance that went begging shortly after. Renshaw, a ball went to him. Um, at first slip, he clumsily met it on the half volley. On further inspection, probably Wade's catch. Yep. But uh, and that's a problem because Matthew Wade, everyone said his yeah, keeping's got a little bit better. Yeah. It was his catch. It was his catch. But he's vocal. Oh, he speaks a lot, apparently. That's why we picked him. Peter level. Anyway, no. it didn't matter all that much because Bavuma caught behind yes. uh, of Bird for eight. So South Africa, five for 127. Uh, now, the context in the pink ball test last year, 200 was about the pass score in each of the innings. So this would seem maybe a touch under at this stage, particularly if Australia can finish the job uh, nicely poised. It is. And the man that's hurt the Australians in the last two test matches has been the man at the crease at the moment, Quentin de Kock. He's, uh, he's come out, and they've been in trouble a couple of times, and he's come out and blazed runs. Plays, he's a good player. He hits the ball hard. He plays shots. He's trying to take it to the Aussies, but the wicket doesn't quite look like it's conducive for just free-flowing shot-making at the moment. No. So the other thing you've got to remember is under lights, the ball seems to do a little bit more. So yes. if they lose wickets and the Australians have to bat, it isn't going to be easy. get e- the worst of it. <laughs> it ain't going to be easy. All right, so we'll keep you updated right through the show. They are nearing, not nearing the end. They've still got about 40 minutes to go in this uh, second session. This is the rush out. We're going to find out what's going on with the NRL. My Today was supposed to be the celebration. Oh, the draw's out. Happy days. Now they're trying to overthrow the commissioner. The world's about to end in rugby league. That's what I'm reading in the papers. I hope you can offer us more than that. I You're can, an inside man. I can offer you more. Okay. Later, though. Save it up. This Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by the Exitel NBN deal. Get Exitel NBN for 18 months and pay zero activation. Visit exitel.com.au or phone 13 39 38. Jesus is apply. The Triple M Rush Hour. Cricket score, South Africa 5 for 134. De just hit line over the top for six. This is the rush hour here on Triple M, a Thursday night. Dan Ganane and Stuart Clark, who you uniquely not only are the uh, cricket expert of this show, uh, but also uh, we almost had a wicket there. <laughs> also, <laughs> you do work for the New South Wales Rugby League, so maybe you can before we bring on Reedy, who has the you know journalistic angle. Obviously, mm. what can you tell us about what's going on between the sixteen NRL clubs and the ARL Commission? The 16 clubs today voting no confidence. Yeah, look, it's an interesting one because it, all the chairmen get together and they have their, you know, their monthly or, you know, every couple of months they have their powwow. And uh, at the last one, it, it was about funding. And, and I think it's been bandied around the 130% of the salary cap for the clubs to run their businesses. And that was put forward as an offer, from what I understand, at the last meeting. That was a while ago, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, that was a couple, a couple of months ago at least. So... I think the clubs turned up this week, and, and this is my understanding, they turned up to say, well, wh- where's that at? And from what it says in the paper, and, and I wasn't at the meeting, obviously, but uh, that's no longer on the table. And the clubs have gone, well, hang on a sec. We've turned up to have this discussion, and we're not having that discussion. And then obviously ensued the storm out yesterday with three or four of them. So the commission wanted, the ARL commission wanted to talk about something else yesterday. Well, they wanted to talk about everything else other than that. And I think the director or the chairman went in on that assumption. Mm. Um, and they had the storm out. And then they had a the little meeting after the, uh, the, commission, the, the meeting with the ARLC. And now we, we're here today, and I'd be interested to see Reedy where he is with this, but 
they've voted no confidence in John Grant because they've had enough and they they don't believe the direction's right. Now, that to me was that, that that's a big move. That is a big step because it's not a you know it, it's not as just oh let's have a discussion again. And because where does it go from now? If you vote no confidence, that's end game. Yeah, it can't be. So they want the ARL to sack John Grant as commissioner. Well, I think the power and the way the constitution's written is that the clubs can change the commission, the chairman. That's what's happening. 16 clubs have voted. We want a change. Brent Reid from the Australian and Triple M NRL. Hello to you. Uh, What can you add to that? Dan Stewart's covered it. I was going to say, he did a very (laughs) nice job there. So Um, could either of you go on already? I was going to say, obviously, the clubs have met today and and they've, Stewie's right. They've they've agreed on a vote of no confidence in John Grant. Now, there was talk they were going to send a, a, a letter to the seven, the other seven commissioners or the eight commissioners, sorry, um, by close of business t- tonight, as I understand it, the letter hasn't gone by close of business tonight because some board, some clubs are going to get to their, together their boards before they sign these sort of things. You've got to remember, two clubs are owned by the NRL, <laughs> Newcastle and Gold yeah. Coast. So it's not as easy as the chairperson of each club getting it and signing it. I mean, they've got to get the board together and obviously make a call on that. They're still hopeful that that letter will go to the commission tonight. And obviously, if that happens, it puts John Grant in a really difficult position because. The letter that the clubs alone cannot remove John Grant, and this is where it gets interesting for Stewie because to remove John Grant, it takes, I believe, it's seventy-five percent of the clubs plus the two states. Right. As yeah. I understand it, that that vote of no confidence in its current form, at least one of the states won't sign it. They were looking to change. That your state, Stewie. I, I, I don't, don't think, I don't think it was Stu, I don't think it was Stewie's state. Okay. But the way the way it was written, they weren't happy with the way it was written. So. Um, but they may press ahead the clubs with just putting in that vote of no confidence by the clubs. If John Gray doesn't stand down, it'll become a public war. He's been warned of that. He's been warned that if he doesn't walk away now, it will be played out in the public because what will happen is they will call an EGM in 30 days and it will go, go to a vote and that's when the clubs will get invo- the states will get involved and in that situation, and obviously we've got 30 days where it's going to play out in the media. So that's where we're at. Uh, I don't think fans particularly care who's commissioner and what the, the mm. chairman, all those things. That, that's the minutiae that, you know, that's for the clubs and they're going to work out. But what's mm. a worst-case scenario here? So let's say the 16 clubs, they've, they've already voted no confidence. I mean, our colleague Paul Kent a year ago wrote about Super League 2 and, you know, people said, oh, that's outrageous. But if the 16 clubs are di- disenfranchised with the people running the game, I mean, is that is that... At, at all a possibility that there'd be some sort of breakaway? I don't think so, Dan. I mean, you look, the game's only probably now just recovered from the last breakaway, and the clubs know that. The other thing is they're locked into agreements for at least another 12 months, so mm. they couldn't break away now anyway. They'd have to play a year in the competition and break away after that. I mean, look, that's not going to happen. It's, there'll be something will, ha- something will circuit break this, whether it's um, the the commission coming back to the table and putting everything back on the table or maybe John Grant stands down because at the moment the way it's t- t- told to me it's untenable between John Grant and the clubs so you know th- there won't be Super League I mean we all know how bad that was for the game and the clubs know that they're not silly right okay yeah, but, I, I don't think but, there'll be Super League either yes. I think that's uh, that's over the top they're obviously not happy the, the vote of no confidence mm. suggests that can I ask what about the other commissioners what does it mean for them well, I mean, it's interesting. You know, I said to someone today, what do you do if you remove one of the commissioners? Oh, if you remove John Grant, one, one of the other commissioners will come in and might press the same agenda. And they said, well, we'll, we'll remove them one by one 
a month at a time if, it, if that's what it takes to change this around. But, you know, I again, I don't think it will come to that. If John goes, that's a circuit breaker. Yeah. Um, there's been some talk about who the clubs... Look, look the big thing that will happen out of this is the clubs will get some representation on the commission. They'll change the constitution, they'll make it happen, and they've got the state's support on that. So what will happen going, going forward, it won't be an independent commission as we know it now with eight independent commissions on it. There'll be some club representatives on there and the states want a representative on there as well. So it could be an eight-person commission, five independents, two, sta- two club reps, one state rep. That's where it's, that's the, long, the long-term goal out of this, to change the formation of the commission so the states have at least got someone on there that's got their interests at heart. Yeah, no, I, I don't think you're, you're too far off the mark there, uh, Reedy, because, look, they, they've been disgruntled. Right? I don't think Paul Kent... Paul Kent was... Right, what he said there, there was problems. Yeah, Super League. Mm. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. But well, he's been proven to be spot yeah, on. Well, that's exactly right. Yeah, so, and there's, there's been enough rumblings for a little period of time here now. So, yeah. okay, what do you think? So we can surmise the worst case scenario and all these mm. things. What do you think will happen? Uh, I think John Grant's got a big decision to make, and, and you know, I think it'll happen pretty quickly. I, look, I know John. I've got to know him pretty well. He's a I'm proud really, man, Rudy. I like him, and I, and I know how much he loves his job, and and how much he loves rugby league, and and I and look, I've got to be. I think John's got the best, or what he thinks is the best interest of the game at heart. I think it's going to be hard for him to walk away. So I'm not sure. There's a meeting plan for next week. You know, we'll see what we'll see what happens between now and then. But geez, it's a difficult situation for him if he's got 16 clubs, ready, including including two clubs the NRL owns, signing a document that says they want him gone. Reedy, can I ask you a question that uh, mm. I know I've met John too and I know him and I, I think mm. he's, he's, a, he's a lovely man and you're right, I do mm. think he has the best interests of the game at heart. However, mm. if he backs down and gives the clubs the funding they want, isn't his position mm. still untenable? Well, it becomes difficult for him, doesn't it? Because he probably loses a bit of uh, well, respect anytime. in the eyes of some, doesn't yeah. it? But, you know, I mean, it, that's probably the only way. I mean, look, the thing is, if you look at the NRL website, there's a press conference a year ago where John... And Bart Campbell sit at the table, talk about a landmark agreement between the clubs and the NRL over funding. And and twelve months later they've walked away from that agreement. They had a press conference to announce it. <laughs> How can you then twelve months later walk away and say this is off the table, we're starting again? Well they've obviously done the numbers to some extent and they know that they don't have They the can't cash. afford hundred and thirty percent. That that's exactly right. And they've also mm. pre they've also prioritized uh, grassroots football. Which, but the thing is, I don't know what 130 percent is. They haven't done it. That's a fair point. No one knows what the cap is. Thank so you, Reed. They, oh. they can't afford it. We'll read about it tomorrow in the Australian. Thanks, Reedy. Cheers, boys. I know, Stewie. That's very technical and yeah, uh, political and minutia, but it's important. Uh, this is yeah. Look, and, blow and, the game open. And I got to say, it's difficult for me to sit here and talk because I know a little bit about what's going on, but I, I'm, obviously, I'm not involved at that level. But look, the game will fix it. It will fix itself. There will, you know, I don't. Want, I can't sit here and guarantee it, but I can't. I do not believe for a minute there will be Super League Two. All right, this is the rush hour on Triple M. South Africa five for one forty-seven. This Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by the Exitel NBN deal. Get Exitel NBN for eighteen months and pay zero activation. Visit exitel.com.au or phone thirteen thirty-nine thirty-eight. Teaser sees apply. The Triple M Rush Hour. Couple of anniversaries this week, Stewie Clark. Right. right. Uh, Freddie Mercury today, 25 years since he died. Yeah, I heard that. I heard 25 that. years. You a fan? Massive fan. Well, actually, I wasn't 
growing up, but then I discovered them at Wembley. Well, a bit the same, yeah. I'm, well, it was one of those things where I had, this group was unbelievable. When he ran, uh, I'm not sure where the concert was. Was it uh, was it Live Aid or wherever? He, yes, he, was it, he was. You know, they, they'd they'd been out there, and he just. Well, you should see the documentary. They they the were they were almost a circus act by the time they 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 had their run. And they were put on in the middle of the show just to fill before some of the big acts turned up. And then they absolutely he blitzed tore him to it. Shreds, didn't he? And that, yeah, it was a fascinating documentary. But there's another anniversary of something I wasn't aware happened. Mm. One of the great hoodwinking uh, sporting stories. Have you ever heard of the name Ali Dyer? No. He was a uh, footballer from Senegal, turned up at Southampton, and I'm paraphrasing a lot of this, had someone ring the club Southampton Premier League club mm. on his behalf to mm. say they were George that that uh, the person was George Weyer world footballer of the year yep. and that his cousin Ali Dyer oh. was looking for a gig and he's good mm. well Southampton believed it <laughs> they took him on sight unseen they signed into a 30 day contract yep yep trained yep. looked awful yep. but Southampton were in such a rut they put him in a game. How'd he go? Awful. <laughs> he was described by teammate Matt Letissier as Bambi on ice. He was so bad, he came on as a substitute. He had to be substituted himself. Oh, but that's um, that a bloke talked himself into a Premier League team. See, that is yeah. unbelievable. You know what he should do now? He should be a player manager. <laughs> he, he should get himself a couple of clients. He'd be making 20% of lots. And living the dream. So, uh, yeah, I, I can't believe I never heard that story, but uh, there we go. I didn't think that was possible. I'd never heard that story either, and I, I agree. I, I didn't think it was possible. I know Matt Letizia. I've met him. We were over there, and he's, he's living in Perth a little bit. Yeah. He's not that stupid. He, his club fell for it, though. He was a superstar. Mm. Matt Letizia. Okay. This is the Rush Hour on Triple M. Sports update after this. Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by the Exitel NBN deal. Get Exitel NBN for 18 months and pay zero activation. Visit exitel.com.au or phone 133938. Jesus is apply. The Triple M Rush Hour. This week, the Rinai B26 Continuous Blow Hot Water System on sale for $799. Half price. Visit abltilecentre.com.au. Right now, this is the Triple M Rush Hour. Live. By the way, the show for Exitel NBN. Uh, if you get Exitel NBN for 18 months, you pay zero activation. Visit exitel.com.au or phone 13 39 38. And if you're anywhere near a TV now, turn your TV on now. The lights are coming on. Yeah. This is when it gets interesting in the cricket with the pink ball. Well, can you wait half an hour, Stewie? Wait till we go off no, here. No, no, we'll add the radio on. We'll give you the updates and just watch the ball do everything. They're in the car. What oh, else I are see. you doing? If you're in the car, you, well, what, you reckon you got TVs in the car now? Well, No, you're missing my point. Am I? Well... <laughs> so I just assume that no one listens to this at home. I just assume our audience... Oh, man, I'm always walking around the house with this show on. Listening to you. Rubbish. Oh, good point, Dan. <laughs> You're really good. Uh, now I know you're telling lies. <laughs> Luke Lewis has re-signed for one last year with your Sharkies, who'll turn 34 towards the end of the year. And major injury or major form slump aside, you wouldn't imagine that. He's a Clive Churchill medal winner. He's on track to crack 300 games. Yeah, he's been a quality player for Penrith, and he's done some good things at the Sharks. And as you said there, Clive Churchill medal winner. Mate, he's been good for the Sharks. He's been, he's yeah. been an old head... 
just with some young guys in that team. Uh, at the Golf World Cup, uh, we'll go through the NRL draw shortly, by the way. At the Golf World Cup, which is being played at Melbourne's Kingston Heath, an underwhelming day for the Aussie pair, Adam Scott and Mark Leishman. Leishman their favourites for the tournaments, well, they're two over after the first day. Alternate shot, so Scott would tee off, Leishman would play the second, so on. Five shots behind the leaders, Spain. Spain? Mm. What about the US? Where are they? I don't know. Mate, the US, they were gun-ho yesterday. I must know. admit, I tried to watch it for about 10 minutes today. I watched a little bit on TV. Okay. and I, was, I, I can't stand the watching you hit, I hit, you hit. Uh, it's good fun when you're playing with your mates and, you know, on, a, on the Saturday. because you no hit, one there. You foreign hit a, commentators, leave me out of it. Hit it under a tree and then laugh at your mate when he <laughs> has to hit it out. That's good fun. Triple M's Brad Haddon is no, uh, Triple M's Brad Haddon, yes, is no fan of Faf Duplessis. This is what he told Brisbane's Marto and Ed. He's a smartass. <laughs> and you can be when you're winning, but I don't think the South Africans have handled it really well, to be honest. I think we've been talking about it too much over the last, last yeah. week. Um, oh, I, I didn't think their behaviour was great. During the practice game um, against Victoria, so how they'll play confronted the the issue is reported for for ball tampering. Everyone shines the ball. Every every country's in in the same boat. We haven't heard from you on this. What did you think of the whole thing? I thought the suspension was a joke. I thought the fine was a joke. Everyone shines the ball, and that's and I know that's no defence, but the reality is. Now that someone shines the ball and they're chewing gum, well, they're rubbing sugary, sugary saliva on the ball. Isn't that a breach of the rules? I, don't, I think it is. So you got you got to charge everyone that shines the ball if they've got sugary if they're chewing gum. Mark Nicholas said yesterday, just like outside of bringing in foreign objects, do what you want to the ball. I agree with him. And a Thursday night A League match, Central Coast Mariners at home to Perth Glory. That is a sports update for ABL Thailand Bathroom Centre news update and the NRL draw shortly. Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by the Exitel NBN deal. Get Exitel NBN for 18 months and pay zero activation. Visit exitel.com.au or phone 133938. apply. The Triple M Rush Hour. South Africa, 7 for 163. Hazelwood, 4 for 36. This is the Rush Hour here on Triple M. Stewie, we are time constrained. Do you think it's possible we can summarise the NRL draw for every club inside 90 seconds? Yep. You're as possible. Oh, mate, absolutely. Here we go. Brisbane, 18 games, 18 games under lights. No, the only team without a Sunday game. Canterbury, softest draw of anyone if last year's or this year's results are in to go by. Which are not. Canberra, <laughs> no, exactly. It's five Thursday games for the Dogs, and they got four games in that kooky 6 p.m. Friday time slot. Doggies fans will turn up. Canberra, four games on Channel 9, five of their first eight at home. Viking clap. Cronulla, five interstate or New Zealand trips. Uh, bizarre stretch in the middle of the year. They have five games in a row at Shark Park. First team to go back-to-back since 93. <laughs> Melbourne. Uh, nothing to note about Melbourne, uh, about their draw. Newcastle, <laughs> get used to them on Friday 6pm or Saturday afternoon because that's 50% of uh, the NRL round has spoon. that Newcastle They're going to get the spoon again. Warriors, what a gift from the NRL. Five of their first six are in New Zealand, including an away g- game in Waikato against the Dogs. Can they finally deliver? Cowboys, eight of their first nine are in Queensland, but a tough draw. Uh, based on this year's results. they got Thurston. Manly, five of their first seven are at Brookie, then five games there for the rest of the year. I think that's good. Get a good start, get flying, away you go. Parramatta, th- first three games are away, 13 games at ANZ. Penrith, first four games are against teams that all missed the eight last year, and they play the Knights twice in the first 11 rounds. How's this for stupidity? They don't play Parramatta at home. They're biggest money spinner, and they didn't what? even get that game what? at home. 
They play once. It's at Parramatta. Oh, no. Dragons. Tough opening three games. Penrith, Eels, Cronulla. They're in Sydney or Wollongong for each of the first ten weeks. South, the most Friday games outside of the Broncos. Not surprising. TV TV loves them. Yeah, it does. 12 of, their, 12 of their first 18 games are Friday night football. No club has more five-day turnarounds. They have four. Roosters, okay, draw. Two of their first seven are at home. And there's two Queensland trips in that bunch. So a tough little start, but apart from that, fairly... They'll be much better this year, the Roosters. West's Tigers, Sunday specialists of 2017. Leichhardt. 11 of their 18. Yeah, Leichhardt. Look, everyone loves a Leichhardt for Sunday game. Good Campbelltown draw too, but their first couple of months, very hard, the teams they play. And Gold Coast get four Channel 9 Friday night games. Hain Plain. Yeah. Delivers. He's he's playing. I think he's playing the Western Suburbs game because that's his that's his house. That's it. Oh, it is. He has to Campbell Tent. He had to play. Table. He had to play there. That's the NRL draw. Uh, the Friday six pm game. Everyone takes a bit of medicine. Yeah. Look. I, I look. People will leave early. They'll come. I, I'm going to say. I think oh, that's a winner. It's a winner. Come on. It could be the greatest radio time slot ever. So we could be the beneficiaries. Absolutely. Oh, right, so why do you think you say winner? I'm a we. I'm, well, I'm chucking myself in here. We're going to have to pipe in fake sound effects because no one's going to be at these games. Didn't get a start in the cricket, but I'm now footy. I'm on back <laughs> on the footy bandwagon. <laughs> All right, this is the right. We did it. We summarised <laughs> the entire NRL draw in about two minutes. This is the Rush Hour Triple M. Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by the Exitel NBN deal. Get Exitel NBN for 18 months and pay zero activation. Visit exitel.com.au or phone 13 39 38. Teaser sees apply. The Triple M Rush Hour. Sports update. Bear with me here, Stuart. I have to find my sheet. <laughs> there we go. Looks like three EPL teams will make the final 16 of the Champions League. Meantime, Robbie Keane is being pursued by the Western Sydney Wanderers. They... Uh, are quoted today as saying, yes, they are interested. He's only 36. Yeah. I didn't think he was, I thought he was older. Well, isn't he playing at the New York, whatever, City team or the LA Galaxy team or one of those teams? The New York, New Yorks. The New York, New Yorks. That's a good name for a sporting team, the New York, New Yorks. Well, maybe it's not that good. <laughs> uh, anyway, but I was getting confused with Roy because Roy's obviously much older. He's coaching. He's got a big grey beard now too. He'd be a nasty coach, wouldn't he? Would, he? Uh, but he you'd was, play for him. You'd, he was a gun player. I understand. He was a gun. He's that player that you just, you'd be so... Determined, be so determined not to disappoint him. You wouldn't want to do anything against him. He had a temper. A phenomenal start to an NBA game today. By quarter time, Cleveland's Kevin Love had 34 points. <laughs> 34 in one quarter. So how many did he score in the next three quarters? Six. Just the 40, mate. Just the 40, it's enough. Keep him picked for next week. So there we go. That is a sports update for ABL Thailand Bathroom Centre. Uh, and... Uh, we do the show, of course, for Exitel NBN. By the way, Ugly Phil uh, has told me they have a, a 19-year-old centipede expert on the show with five facts you didn't know about centipedes. That'd be riveting. <laughs> It'll be more riveting than the chat we had about the political ramifications <laughs> of the NRL. I'm sorry, that got very... Te- you and Reedy were great, but it just got very technical. You loved it, Dan. Now... Uh, in the couple of minutes we got left, I know you know it's hard to talk about this once a test match has started. But what did you make of the the mass amount of changes, the most changes to a test team apparently in 130 years? Look, it's, when you're getting beaten, it's hard. Like the selectors feel they've got to make changes. I was on Inside Cricket. Mark Wall was talking about it, and he said we felt we needed to make changes. They wanted to go with a younger option, a more long term option. Uh, I feel sorry for the guys like Callum Ferguson. One test, got run out from the boundary. Yeah. Mark Wall said he could have got runs in the Shield game. Fair point. I mm. understand. Uh, I felt more sorry for Peter Neville. Yeah. 
I, I don't think Peter Devil's done anything wrong. They, you know, he's, he's keeping score down. He's not getting any runs. It appears to me he doesn't say enough. Oh, oh, please, come on. He, he, if he's not that sort of person, as long as he's catching them, didn't he get 60 a game ago? Well, hang on. When you say he's not saying enough, is that he's not sledging enough or he's not supporting his teammates enough? Well, he's just not He's not vocal enough. Not sledging, just not more. But that's park cricket garbage where, come on, let's get a wicket. Come you. on, they're yeah. beating. Yeah. Oh, three dot yeah. balls in yeah. a row. Yeah. He's feeling yeah. the pressure. Clap for the captain. That, that, what, what are we doing? I, I, that was the feeling I got. But in their wisdom, they thought they needed to make a change for the team balance. Mm. They've made that change. Matthew Wade's in. Uh, you know, they've said his wicket keeping's improved. I think he might have spilt one earlier today, or should have died for one. Gee, oh, absolutely. It was a fir- it was a catch straight to first slip, but it absolutely. was his because they were very tightly absolutely. bunched together. But. Um, do you think Steve Smith had any input? Because remember, at the end of the second test, he said, I want blokes that are going to fight for the baggy green. It was a pretty grim yeah, but, shot. But hang on. Name me one bloke that gets a baggy green and doesn't fight for it. Well, what, what, that's, hang on. That's the Australian captain saying that. Yeah, I know. But it's a bit of a throwaway line, is it? As soon as you get one, do you want to ever give it up? I didn't. They made, they took it off me. <laughs> well, they didn't. They, they, they didn't did take it off me. You didn't I got, get punted. Yeah, did I you? didn't get picked when I got back from England in 09. Hmm. They made me bowl on that flat wicket and they drop catches and stuff. Oh, still, oh, still disgruntled about it. <laughs> right. We're just about done. Enjoy your uh, cricket. Uh, we've got an exciting session coming up. Certainly have, Dan. It's got Australia's got a bat. All right, thank you. Oh, I believe I'll see you next week for the final week of the Rush Hour. Ugly I mean, Phil coming up right now. This Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by the Exitel NBN deal. Get Exitel NBN for 18 months and pay zero activation. Visit exitel.com.au or phone 13 39 38. Jesus is apply. The Triple M Rush Hour.